you have ever gotten one of these or dozens of these car warranty phone calls? How many of you? Everybody in the house. Isn't it amazing? Don't you want to know who it was that said yes to those people one time? Because whoever said yes to them has messed it up for all of us, I guess, because they just keep on, keep on calling. My phone has an interesting little feature where it's supposed to block off, you know, prevent those kinds of uh, cold calls and roto calls, computer calls, cell calls, spam calls from coming to my phone. But I'm still getting those calls. And when I see that on my phone, sometimes it, it doesn't look like a, a bad call. It looks like one of you folks calling me. I've even gotten a call from myself on my phone. And I don't know how they do that, but uh, they're pretty tricky. And so we now have kind of gotten into the custom of being a little bit skeptical whenever our phone rings. Some of you even are so out of touch, I guess, out of date, that you still have a home phone, right? And when we used to have a home phone, the only folks that ever called our home phone were folks that were wanting somehow to make money off of us in some kind of way or another. And so we're just living in a time where when we get a call, you know, we got to look at that number. Is this somebody I recognize? Is this somebody I know? Is this somebody I want to talk to? And I, I, I want us to think about calling tonight, but, but in a spiritual way, because <clears throat> one of the challenges of being a Christian is that, that we cannot fully embrace, fully appreciate, fully value the blessing of the call that we are receiving from God. And if we're not careful, we can, at least on some level or another, treat a, a call from God like we treat a call from one of these telemarketers. Oh, that's just somebody trying to sell me car warranty insurance. That's somebody trying to get me to not be in trouble with the IRS, and we know that's a scam. God has a call for us which is another way of saying he has a plan for us. He has, a, he has an idea, an ideal for us. He has, a, he has an expectation for us that is fabulous, fabulous. So think with me about the life that God is calling us to embrace together this evening. We are familiar, aren't we, with Jesus coming to planet Earth and all the calling that he did his, his disciples, they ultimately were called apostles, right? And you remember that he called 12 of them, and 12 of them said, yes, this is some of the calling that we learn about. This is Mark chapter 1, 16 and following. What would you have done if Christ had called you and you were out there fishing or walking on the, on the beach? Jesus is there. He's walking by the Sea of the Galilee. <clears throat> he saw Simon. Andrew's brother casting a net into the sea for their fishermen. That's what fishermen do. Then Jesus said to them, follow me. Here's the call. And I'll make you become fishers of men. They immediately, they didn't hang up on him. They left their nets and they followed him. Remarkable. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending their nets. 
Mending their nets means they've had a problem. Something's gone wrong and we've got to fix it now. And immediately he called them and they left. Notice they left their father. They left their father in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. So we know that ultimately 12 were called. And 12 said yes. They were called to come out of the world. They were called to come out of darkness. They were called to come out of their comfort zones. That call and the fact that they accepted it, they answered. That changed them and led them, at least 11 of the 12 of them, to change to a significant degree their neighborhood, their world. The call, it continues. We also are being called. And we're familiar, right? We're familiar with the bad kind of call. But we're also familiar with the good kind of call. The call to come to supper. Come to the feast. Come worship with us. Come get on the plane. We're, we're, we're going to go fly to some beautiful, amazing place. And then there's some other kind of calls. There's a doctor's office. Call your name. <clears throat> Head in there. Find out what's going on. And sometimes the call is extra dreadful, isn't it, when we're called to the bedside of somebody we love. Do we ever say no to any of those kinds of calls? No. We don't say no. We get there as best we can. The Bible has a lot to say about the call. The best kind of call. Let me give you some examples of this. This is Romans 11, verse 29. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Irrevocable. Use that in a sentence lately? Me either. It means it's a lifetime calling. It's a, it's a lifetime lifestyle calling. It's something we don't waver from. 1 Corinthians 1, 26. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. <clears throat> what does that mean? It means the most unlikely to succeed have been called to succeed. Did you dread PE class the day that they were choosing teams? Two guys, the biggest guys, the strongest guys, the fastest guys or gals? They, one stood over here, one stood over there, and you and I, we're in back with the rest of the class. He picks one, he picks one, he picks one, and the crowd you're standing around is dwindling, and you're still standing there, hoping your buddy will remember that we're buddies and choose you so you won't be picked last. Not that I can identify with that, but I'm guessing that's unpleasant. That text is telling us that Jesus, that we've been called, even though maybe others wouldn't call us, even though others wouldn't believe in us, Jesus does. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 20, speaking of our calling, says, let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Kind of familiar or similar to that irrevocable call. We're called, and we're to stay true to the call without any wavering. 
This is uh, a favorite passage of mine, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Paul says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. Prisoner of the Lord. That's a, we hear that a lot. I don't want us to lose the, the flavor of that, the, 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 the importance of that. He is a literal prisoner of the Lord. He's not speaking figuratively here. He says, I beseech you. The word beseech means beg. Ever had anybody beg you? Begging implies desperation. So he's desperate. He's saying, I'm begging you to walk worthy of the calling to which you're called. So we walk as best we can in a way that honors God. Ephesians 4.4, unity chapter of our Bible, continues on there. It says there's one body. We're in that body. There's one spirit. That spirit's in us. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling. So what are we called to? We're called to a life of hope. Not a life of despair or hopelessness. Philippians 3 verse 14. Paul again, he says, I press toward. What are we pressing toward? What goal? I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Our call is upward. We need to be pressing for that, straining for that. It must be what matters more than any other call. And then 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 12. Therefore, we also pray always, he says, for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasures of the goodness and the work of faith with power. Three things we see in that text. We're to pray about the calling. Number two, we're to be, again, as best we can, worthy of the calling. And then number three, <coughs> excuse me, we fulfill the calling through our, not just thoughts of faith, but our work of faith. <coughs> Excuse me again. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 says, speaking of Jesus, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Our calling, the word holy, the word holy literally means a separate sacred. We've been pulled out of something bad to be a part of something better. That's the idea there. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Therefore, you sign up for this, not just brethren, but holy brethren, willing to separate ourselves by what? By the way we think, by the way we adorn ourselves, by the way we conduct ourselves, comport ourselves from the world. Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. That passage is interesting to me because Jesus there is called an apostle. What's the word apostle mean? One sent. Jesus was sent here by his father. He's not apostle in the sense that the original 12 were. They were sent by him. Jesus was sent by the father. And we also now have been sent by Jesus into the world. That's part of answering the call. Our calling is of heavenly origin every now and then hope it's okay to say this every now and then just happened to you I get a phone call from somebody that is dead that ever happened to you Mike McMacken has called my phone several times. When that happens, you think, okay. Brother Ralph Foster 
I've looked at my phone when it's been buzzing on more than one occasion. It's been Ralph. Men that were great shepherds in this church that have gone on to their reward. You get a call like that, you think, okay. That's probably his wife who still has the phone. But wouldn't it be pretty neat to get a call from heaven <laughs> from these great people that live in our hearts? Well, this passage is telling us we're getting that call. And, and it, it, you know, it, it has the name of Jesus on it. And he's calling us to live a blessed life. He's calling us to live a, a, a victorious life. He's calling us to live triumphantly. Our calling is of heavenly origin. There's a passage that I want us to, to look at that just kind of puts it all together. Fancy word for that I think would be encapsulates maybe what this life that God is trying to get us to embrace. Second Peter chapter 1. I think on the screen there you are starting at, at verse 3. I want to start at verse 2. You know what this passage is going to do for us tonight? It's going to remind us that we made the right decision. It's going to remind us that we're on the path that will most bless our lives and honor our God. This again is 2 Peter chapter 1 beginning verse 2. Grace and peace. Two of the great words of the Christian religion right there. Don't, don't snore through those words. Grace and peace. Be multiplied, not just given, multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. As his divine power. Notice this, has given to us, lowly us, all things <clears throat> that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Isn't that the second time we've read that word knowledge? Knowledge matters. Who called us, see? We've been called by the glory and virtue by which have been given to us, notice, exceedingly great and precious promises. If it just said great promises, if it just said wonderful memories, it says more than that. It's exceedingly great. It's precious promises. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason. Now we've got this, we're climbing this ladder of faith now. You see this? We're giving all diligence. We're, we're adding to your faith virtue, to virtue, not moving up the ladder, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours, not just yours, but abound, you see that word abound, I've underlined it in my Bible, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful, here's our word again, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice the person who hangs up, who doesn't answer the call, verse 9. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call. We got the call, now we give the call. Make your call and election sure. For if you do these things... Not just intend, not just dream, not just plan, but actually do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly 
into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we are, are here with joy, with gladness, because we recognize that because he calls us, he is seeking to bless us. And I, I like the, the words of Mark 10, 49. It says, be of good cheer, rise. Why be of good cheer? Why rise? Because he is calling you. Here's the way it worked in my house, probably the same in your house. If dad called, I'm in the living room, he's in the kitchen, and he calls, I have one reply, yes, sir, <laughs> here I come. Uh, we, we know that's what an obedient child is supposed to do. God is calling us. He's not calling us to a life of drudgery. He's not calling us to, to a life of unpleasantness. He's calling us to bless us. He's calling us to reward us. We don't want to hang up. We don't want to delay answering that call. We don't want to neglect that. We want to answer the call and then, of course, extend that call. We're, we're vehicles to, to pass along that call, that invitation to those around us. Oh, it's so concerning, isn't it? When people believe that the Christian life is not for them. Most people that believe the Christian life or the call from heaven is not for them have never really tried it. <coughs> this is not the smoothest analogy, but it works in my mind. When I was in college, no surprise to any of you that know only children and how they are. I was a very picky. I'm picky now, but I was really picky in college. And my roommate was not an only child, therefore not a picky eater. And he would, he would tell me, he would say, you know, we'd go through the Gano and there'd be buffet there and there'd be options. And, and then later on, they added a salad bar. And I, as a college student, I had never tasted salad in my life. The only time I had tasted lettuce was in, within on a hamburger. Usually just one a hamburger with ketchup, but sometimes they slip the lettuce in on me. And my roommate said, he said, Jeff, I think if you would try this salad, you'd like it. No way. Graduated college, a few years passed. Eventually, I tried salad. <coughs> now, I really like, surprise, I really like, you know, get the right dressing. I really like salad. And I, I, just, I, I just realized in, in a very superficial way that I have done that with lots of different foods over my lifetime that I just made up my mind that that doesn't look like it tastes good, so it's not good, therefore not even getting near it. Now, I've still got some things on my list. Liver, that's not happening. Um, oysters, that's not happening. Turnip green, you know, the predictable things, that's not happening because those things truly are not good. But there are many things, right? There are many things that, that God is trying to give us as a part of, of a better life. And, and there are just so many people <coughs> that think selling out for that or truly committing to that is not for them. That uh, worship, that uh, being a more selfless person, being a more generous person, being a more prayerful person, being a person who reads the Bible every day, that's not for me. 
And, and people, the, the reason they don't like it is, is not because they, they've tried it and found it lacking. It's because they've not tried it. Uh, I, I've never met a person that fully invested themselves into this upward call that we have from God that, that were disappointed in that. I, I've met lots of people who never tasted the items in the buffet who were convinced it wasn't for them. But when we try it, we understand that this is something that really is delicious. It really is something that enhances every meaningful area of my life. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, For you are a chosen race. We got picked by God. A royal priesthood. We talked about that in class this morning, didn't we, Linda? A holy nation. A people for his own possession that you may proclaim, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him. That's kind of been a theme lately of some preaching around here that we need to be proclaiming. We need to find proper platforms to talk about the excellencies of God. What are we talking about today? We're talking, some of us, about how our team disappointed us, and I get that. Some of us are talking about the amazing weather that we're having right now. And I get that. Those are things we would naturally talk about. Some of us are talking about grandchildren. We're going to have a, a new granddaughter. And that's, that's something understandable to talk. None of those things are bad and wrong to talk about. But let's make sure that talking about those things don't push aside talking about the main thing. The calling that we have. We're to be proclaiming. How do we do that? We, we, we do that verbally. We also, by example, but verbally, we proclaim the excellencies of him who, notice, called you, called us out of darkness. And the text says there, into his marvelous light. The light to which we've been called, the life to which we have been called. I love this word. It is marvelous. Marvelous. Nobody ever made a mistake answering that call. Would you pray with me, please? <clears throat> Father, thank you so much for calling us and calling us and calling us, even uh, when maybe we neglected to answer. We pray, God, that now all that are here this night have answered the call, are happy about that, are faithful in that, that we understand it's an upward call, getting us above the, the badness of, of this life. It's a call that elevates us, elevates our mood, elevates our thinking, elevates our, our speech, elevates our way of treating people. It just lifts us up. We're thankful, God, for that option. We're thankful that we can choose the marvelous way, the marvelous path. If we have not done that, help us to make that choice this evening. should be so easy. should be so obvious, especially when we consider the alternative. Father, help us to continue in this path. Help us to not grow weary in doing those things that are good. Help us, Father, to do what we can do to encourage others. Help us to understand our demeanor matters, our words, our attitude, our behavior, the love we have or don't have. It, it counts. It it's something that has dynamic influence. So help us, Father, to commit ourselves to being the best of advertisers, the best of ambassadors of the upward call we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
if we have yet to put him on in baptism for the forgiveness of all sin. Help us to make that choice this evening. And Father, help us to have a good remainder of this night and help this to be one of the best weeks of our life because we're answering the call, because we're living the marvelous life. In Jesus we pray, amen. If we